Who is it? Mr. Pizza Guy. Again? Mr. Pizza Guy, sir. <laughs> Or the double cheese and sausage. Here it is. Here it is. Hallucinating here. Just what in the hell do you think you were doing? Learning about Cuba, having some food. What is up? Welcome to the conclusion of Fast Times at Ridgemont High Legacy Week with part three. We have done a full casting crew breakdown in episode one. We did a full movie commentary for episode two. And now Eric and I are here to wrap it up to talk about its influence and legacy. Eric, what is up? My good. How are we doing? How are we doing? Excited to be back. I just even hearing that. Learning about Cuba and some food line just gets me. <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, just uh, being able to kind of watch it with you guys, because I don't know if we've ever sat down together and watched the whole movie. Um, no, we definitely probably watched clips or, or at least like seen it. Yeah, n- never sat down and watched a whole, a whole movie together. That's for sure. We've never watched the whole movie together. So it was cool to watch the whole movie together. Obviously, we've seen it a, a million times on our own, but. It was fun to just watch it, and it's just one of those movies that just does it doesn't lose any steam. It really doesn't. No, every time every time you watch it, it's 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 one of those movies that still gets me. I still laugh at stuff. I you know you you notice new things every time, and it's just it's so great. And it's I don't know. It's one of those movies. I think. I mean, we're obviously talking about its influence and legacy, but it's one of those movies that just uh, it's aging well. I think some aspects, some people could consider it not aging well, but I also, I also think, I mean, not to try to be like, well, we're different. Um, but I think a lot of people now look too much into like how things are now and think everything in the past should be how things are now. And I think timestamps like fast times are fun to revisit for a million different reasons, but then I think it's a reminder too. As, as much as things change, a lot of things stay the same. How people are, the human condition, teenagers, surfers, fucking yeah. disobedience, you know, dumb, dumb decisions, uh, funny situations, uh, teachers that you don't see eye to eye with. Like I don't know. It there's a, a human element to fast times, and we were discussing before we hit record that. You know, it's not a movie that has like a, a true conflict and resolution. It's more of just like situations and scenes that happen congealed together to tell a story of like how these kids are living in 1982 at this high school. And obviously based on, you know, accounts that Cameron Crowe took infiltrating a high school in San Diego. But it's I don't know. It just it flows. It's such an easy watch because it flows so nice at 90 some odd minutes. For sure. I mean, yeah, these, you know, this story, like you said, there's not the, uh, you know, there's really not, like you said, the way you put it, what it was like, there was a resolution or anything like that. You're just kind of getting a glimpse into the life of these, these kids in this high school and the kind of the roller coaster and then of, of you know, of what's happening and them trying to navigate to life. 
Um, but these same things are happening, like you said, like modern day, it's just the intricacies are different. You know what I mean? Like you're throwing different elements into it. So it's still relatable in my eyes. I mean, I've been out of high school for quite a while now, but um, I went to high school, you know, a lot later than this movie came out. And, and the, a lot of the stuff you see in this movie is exactly some of the stuff that happened in high school. And I'm sure it's happening now too, being, you know, 20, 20 some odd years later since I left high school, sadly. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I just think it's, I know we're going to get into it, but uh, this movie is definitely like very influential on a lot of films going forward with this similar, you know, teenage, um, you know, the teen, these teenage stories, I guess you would say. So, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's just such a, I feel like it's, it's very innocent and it's very fun and it doesn't take itself too seriously then. And I don't think, I think even more so now it seems like a, it seems more like a, a goof of a movie in a, in the best way. But I, there, it did, it does get heavy. There is like, obviously the, the abortion scene with Stacy and, and, you know, betrayal of friends and, you know, fucking asshole college guys like Ron Johnson and fucking the dudes right. that think they're too good for Phoebe Cates, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think, like you said, there is really heavy things that go on in the movie uh, with the storytelling and such, but it has a way of, of, the way the film fluctuates to you know from comedy and lightheartedness to really serious serious situations you know like you said uh pregnancy and abortion and and relationships friendships falling apart or boyfriend girlfriend stuff falling apart and uh, it really kind of touches on all of that but in a in a you know like i said like in a not so super dramatic way at all times it, the film really fluctuates its emotions i mean in your uh in your opinion, you know, where do you think, where does this movie, you know, 40 years, I mean, it's 40 years later, you know, people who were myself and, and you who were born a few years after this movie came out, we're right. talking about it. I mean, it, it's hard to believe, I think... I don't know, Cameron Crowe and Amy Heckerling, I, they got to be like, just like sort of flabbergasted. I mean, Cameron Crowe's done a lot and so isn't Heckerling, but to look back at kind of the legacy that this movie has and the influence that it has and how it's just like still so, like people still love this film and people are still discovering it. And, you know, what do you think, what do you think it is that like attracts like, me and you to this movie obviously it's an 80s element too but what do you think the right. like what what do you think the staying power it what what's behind the staying power of the film uh i don't you know i don't know i think there's could be a lot of i mean speaking for me or, and you like specifically like you said like yeah like it helps it's an 80s movie but you know just all the elements that it provides like the you know one obviously the stellar acting in it like a lot of related you know a lot of relatable characters and just a lot of great actors and actresses uh who are in other films that we love but i don't know there's something about uh for me especially and i know you too like something about these 80s nostalgia kind of teen movies that just draw you in they you know they draw me in some of my favorites and i don't i don't know 
how to pinpoint it. I think it just even like you said, we were born a couple of years later, but it just it just reminds you of like it's just nostalgic. And and like I said, some of the high school elements, like it's just a very nostalgic stuff that you went through, stuff that you saw. Um, just being in love with that time frame, you know what I mean? And I, and I think that's what that's what brings me back to it. I think it's just uh, it reminds me of my youth. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's really kind of the base of it, to be honest with you. Yeah, it tap, it taps into the youth for sure. It's crazy to think, like, in comparison, 18 years after this movie came out, it was the year 2000. Now, think about 18 years from 1982 to 2000. And then think about 18 years ago from today, it was 2004. Right. It, that's like, to me, that's like mind warping because I was 16 in 2004. You were 19. And to think like that was 18 years ago, like is mind warping. And then to think, you know, I was 12 and you were 15 in 2000. And that was the same time we've lived. You know, it's been two lifetimes for us right. on this movie. And it's you know, not lifetimes, but, you know, two two generations, I guess, two, um, you know, 40 years. It's it, it's interesting how I mean, we can say this about anything, art. Uh, music movies things like that it's interesting to me how films just stay and i know we really tone in on this when we talk about horror movies because horror movies i think are uh, uh, its own beast and its own like we have a, a separate love for those but ultimately it really just falls on movies and if a movie's right. good and it taps into that nostalgia this is just as relevant to me as m most, if not all of the horror movies that I love because it's just so well made. And it's, it's that, I don't know. There's just a tone and a vibe of just like <laughs> the fucking, when they walk into the diner or the burger, all American burger and Brad walks up to Spicoli and Stoltz and Eric Edward or Anthony Edwards, and they don't have shirts on. And he walks up to him and Spicoli just has that fucking like, grin on and he like is sitting up straight like for something to like that that was probably like one of the hardest like parts that i laughed at the film watching it the other night with you guys and there's no dialogue it's all scene it's all just characters like acting as the characters without verbal fuck anything verbal before anything verbal happens they already got you in the palm of their hand yeah no for sure like they i think of all like fast time set to mood like every scene almost but like the be you know with the, whether whether it comes to soundtrack or just what's happening in the scene without dialogue like you said like the really they kind of lead you into the to the to the beat you know these big scenes with with stuff like that with the you know whatever what song is playing to set a mood or something like that so you're exactly right like some of the stuff you laugh at or notice there's no dialogue in the in the scene at all or you know <laughs> dialogue hasn't started yet yeah um and pen as mccauley like some of the uh some of his mannerisms in the movie uh it's just hilarious like being able to kind of portray a what he's thinking or feeling or not feeling uh just with his looks are like just slays me and he you know what's funny too is like it's a it's definitely a character the Spicoli character is definitely a character that can you can oh i feel like a, an actor could overact on that character and i feel like he never does if anything his downplay of the laid-back like surferness 
is what really delivers on it. Like when, uh, <laughs> when Mr. Hand tells him that he's going to leave his words, uh, I don't know on the board for all of his classes to admire and see, he just goes, all right. Like, <laughs> like that fucking, like, <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's really as great as the script is as great as, it was executed. It's really all the actors in it. That I don't think if you take out Robert Romanus as Damone, if you take out Judge Reinhold as as Brad or Phoebe as Linda or Jennifer Jason Lee as Stacy or Brian Backer as um, Rat, I don't know if it's the same movie. It's those were like you can could not have found a more perfect cast and none of them looked, they looked, you know, the part, they looked like believable teenagers and they acted like to perfection. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think even like the smaller, some of the smaller characters, uh, you know, like a Forrest Whitaker for say, like, you know, he doesn't, he's not dominating the movie in scenes, but the scenes he's in is like definitely powerful. Obviously we know he's a one, he's an amazing actor. Uh, I like I said, looking back, I mean, yeah, you you would hate to think anybody else could do those characters, there, or or you know, you don't want to see it any different. I should say. Well, uh, the smaller kinda... characters, we were talking about like Stoltz, like sitting on the fucking toilet when he was talking to Spicoli, like yeah. it's fucking genius. Yeah, the t- and the teachers and just kind of all every character, pretty much, definitely like you know, really just lived up to their scenes. Uh, all of them. And yeah, you would, like I said, I don't even want to picture it a, a different way with, with a different actor or actress. And I think it's, I don't know. It's like the little things that are like funny, but they're not like, I feel like in a lot of ways we talk about it with horror, you know, a lot of horror movies, I feel like kind of seem like they missed the mark because at one point, and especially after like the, 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 uh, what was the stupid little nickname they had for it? The horror porn, the gore porn, like era of like hostels and saws. I right. feel like after that, people were really struggling on how to like, what does an audience crave in a horror movie now that they've seen fucking Achilles tendons cut, like right. fucking eyes burned out of their heads and like all this excessive gore. Um, I think, and then they reverted to like, you know, uh, poltergeisty spiritual possession movies and stuff like that i think to a degree um comedy did that and you look at something like fast times where like vargas like makes it a point to say that he's he's uh switched to zenka so he's not fucking drinking like caffeinated coffee anymore and then at the end you know like little things like that like why would he point that out and it's just like an innocent funny like thing but I also, you know, I've showed, you know, Bridget, like some 80s comedies that just like don't connect with her because she's, you know, five, six, six years younger than me. But then, you know, I think about comedy, like in comedies for a long time over the last like maybe 15 years, you needed to have like over the top raunchiness, like you needed like a Jonah Hill character to just constantly be fast talking and talking about what a pussy his friends are and, and like all this stuff. And like, I feel like comedy kind of got like downturned in, in a way where certain things weren't as funny because they had kind of went too far another way with comedy. 
and you watch something like this and I think it it hones back into like the simple joys of a true comedy film in my eyes. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think this movie, what year did what year did Animal House come out? 78. 78. Yeah, so like I feel like Animal House is another one. Like, I feel like these movies really like Animal House, Fast Times, like not too far after. You know what I mean? Like Vacation. Yeah. Like, I think they well, I just think there's especially Fast Times, like a healthy balance of like being just pure, pure comedy. And then also having some scenes where you maybe push it a little bit, but not I guess not really like this one. But I guess what I'm talking about, like, you are right. Like, there's. And we know how movie, uh, you know, movie companies are where when some when they strike gold with something, they want to put out, you know, 20 things that are just like it. Uh, and comedy was the same way. Like, obviously, we saw the, you know, with the birth of like American Pie, we saw like all these crazy raunchy comedies uh, from that time. But I, I just think that Fast Times, in my opinion, um, of all those movies that came out, like, you know, the comedies in the late 90s and early 2000s, I think personally, like. I think like Fast Times had to be like a huge influence on those films. You know what I mean? You look like, at American Pie. Tell me American Pie isn't one half Porky's one half Fast Times. That's what I mean. It's like the per- it's like the perfect combination. And that and that's and I think like if you look back on like the teen comedy, like or drama comedy type thing, like I like that's why Fast Times is like in my on the top of the mountain, really, because like I think all oh, yeah. of those movies that came out after that had so much success kind of you know took a lot of those elements and blended it into their to their to these movies so oh yeah big time big time and it you know this is phoebe's real big first starring role that like really put her out there i mean she was obviously in paradise but this like put her out there like in a big way right and you know two years later we get her in gremlins and you know, it's I mean, she kind of and, and we ran through it like they a lot of these people don't even have that big of uh, filmography. Some of them, obviously, excluding, you know, Penn and Whitaker and Reinhold. When you talk about those those characters like Romanis and even Phoebe, who Phoebe in your in in aspects, you're like, holy Phoebe was fucking the queen at one of the queens of the 80s. But she wasn't really even in that much. And then she stopped acting in the early 90s. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And like, and like I, I think we touched on previously, like it just shows you how great, like how, in, you know, in a lot of people's eyes, like you think of Phoebe Case, like you, when you think of like actresses from like that genre from the 80s, like her name would come up. But like you said, her catalog is not really, you know, extensive as, you know, as we saw, as we looked. And you know what's funny too? And, and like, don't get me wrong. Uh, it, and we highly appreciate the, the pool scene with the cars moving in stereo. Uh, highly, highly appreciate that. But it's appreciated. That's not, when when people when people say this movie, I don't immediately think of that scene. I kind of think of Spicoli. I kind of think of like Damone and Spicoli are like the first things I think of. I mean, obviously, immediately after that, I think of Phoebe. And <laughs> no, yeah, I, I mean, I would agree with you fully. Just me personally, I think like when I think of Fast Night, like love the movie one of my favorites when i think of it like yes piccola usually like the first thing that comes to mind because all the hilarious stuff that he does throughout the throughout the movie and uh you're like rooting for him and then like you know at the end when he when mr hands in his room giving him all that shit and he says you know 
he basically tells him he's going to find a way to squeak by. And uh, it's like you're rooting for him, too, because so I he just kind of steals the show. So definitely the first uh, person I think of or the first character, I should say. Yeah, it's I don't know the the influence of this movie, like we said, it stretches into the American pies. The I feel like definitely like super bad, too. I feel like a movie like Superbad, I don't know if it if those ideas of like the high like high school like craziness and stuff, I don't know if that really without fast times, I'm sure it would be there in some aspect, but you can't say that fast times didn't shape high school comedies like from 82 on. Oh, for sure. I think even like a movie that's like a different different era, but take a movie that was like 10 or so years later on Days of Confused. I mean Instead of the 80s, it's the 70s, you know what I mean? And it's kind of the same thing. Days and Confused is a very similar uh, formula. If right. you think about it, you're oh, getting the time. glimpse. Except for it's just a smaller timeline. Like, you're getting a glimpse of the end of high school for these kids. Uh, and again, there's no, like, real resolution. You're just seeing how uh, a night pans out uh, in that time frame. But again, like... It, that formula is, is very similar to fast times just on a, on a, you know, much smaller timeline. And, you know, you look at something like that, Days and Confused is another one that's just, it's coveted and it's loved. And it kind of has, you know, aside from like uh, some setting differences, like it's a kind of a similar, uh, a, a similar layout, I guess, in some aspects, but then you look at, that's what's interesting about fast time. We were talking about this right before we recorded too. how it doesn't, you know, it kind of has just like such simplistic, uh, I don't know, like a simplistic way about it. Like you see a a whole school year go by, you see like Spicoli literally from, you know, the end of summer with no shirt on and all American burger all the way to, (laughs) you know, going to the graduation dance or the end of the year dance, like it's uh and I don't even think about it like that. It always like it always kind of like is like a I, I think about it when I watch it, but like it literally goes through like a whole school year and it just flows like so perfectly. I feel like a movie that can pace itself like that, I don't know. It, I think it laid a lot of groundwork for how movies can be made and how you can run through if if anything. It needs to be appreciated how how to make a 90 minute movie cohesive and still intact and do it while the year in the movie, a, a full year school year in a movie like goes through the 90 whatever meant 90 minutes. It I think that's highly impressive. Well, yeah, the flow of the movie is great because they don't make a huge deal about like uh, any the, particular. The, yeah. Of the time, you know, the time push, you just kind of go and, and it all gels very well. You're right. And it's, uh, you know, the legacy, I think of it just live, it does live on it. it You see it like, you know, there was, they did a whole table read with everyone to, to do. Yeah. And just recently there's, you know, uh, last year on the 39th anniversary ish, a couple months before they put out like criterion puts it out. Like criterion yeah. is like the, the official cinephile, like, place that you get your fucking your deluxe uh, editions of anything (laughs) so 
I think it's so funny that like you look at something like Fast Times that some people and maybe even like some cinema snobs might like put their nose up at. It's got a fucking criterion release if that doesn't say anything. Yeah, I mean, like you said, like we can't. We've had so many different releases of the film. Uh, you know, people honor. Like you said, they had that like virtual uh, table read with with different uh, actors and actresses playing different characters. Um, and I think we'll still we'll probably see more and more releases of it. Um, just a beloved film, and and I don't think it's ever going to die. The beauty of anything is any form of art, music, movies, television is. You, it's really hard for that stuff to die, especially nowadays. Like you, I mean, you look at films from even way before this, and and people love those. You know what I mean? So there's constantly people who are going to just rediscover or discover this film. Younger people, uh, people who haven't watched it in a long time, people who are showing their kids. Um, yeah, so I mean, it's just definitely going to live on. Yeah, it's it's so hard to like, I, I feel like sometimes put into words what these movies kind of mean to mean to us. And I say that and then we record fucking us just speaking about it for fucking hours. But uh, <laughs> it's I don't know. I feel like there's in some aspects, there's it's kind of hard to truly explain how like important these films are, I think, to to people growing up, to people that are going to find them, to us who fucking have just like lived for them and continue to and i don't know it's uh it's so it's been so fun to look back on this movie and just kind of fucking celebrate it for a week and uh i couldn't think of a, a movie that was more deserving of uh, a legacy week for the old fucking sight and sound podcast no i agree it's been it was these episodes have been so fun and that goddamn commentary was great but uh, we do i think if we would be remiss to not talk about the uh television spinoff that it tried to have well it had yeah yeah was uh In 1986 yeah not very uh you know i never i i feel like i i don't know if i've ever even seen it to be honest with you i knew that it happened but uh, i know it only ran for a couple episodes uh five or maybe a little more i'm not sure but uh it had some of the uh, same characters actors right yeah i think like when I looked it up before, like Mr. Hand was in it, and then the dude who played the science teacher, which I always get confused, that dude. And Patrick Dempsey was actually in it, and I think he played uh, I can't remember what he... I know Patrick Dempsey was in it, but I can't he remember. Played he played one of the main I characters. Think. I think he there played... Oh, yeah. So, so that, I, you know, they obviously, somebody liked it enough to uh, give it a television spinoff. Uh, whether, you know, Obviously, it didn't do too great, and you know, it didn't last a really a full season, I don't think. But three episodes. Hackerling did the episodes too. There you go. So she even felt like she even liked the project so much that she came back to to do the television portion. But I wonder if I wonder if you that could be viewed anywhere. So it's got to be there. So there were seven episodes. She directed the first three. Hmm. And nineteen eighty six, it came out. Or one, two, and four she did. She did the pilot, which was episode two, um, the first episode, and the fourth episode. And let's see the cast of this. Obviously, uh, Ray Walton is uh, Mr. Hand. Dean Cameron is Jeff Spicoli of fucking summer school fame. Oh, wow. Uh, yep, Vargas. Uh, Vincent uh, Chivarelli was back as him. Yep, <clears throat> Dempsey is Damone. Hmm. Claudia Wells is Linda Barrett and 
Courtney Thorne Smith as Stacy. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Very. Mm-hmm. What's what uh what state who had it? What's was it a, what station was it? Does it say? I have no idea. I wonder if we could find that out. That'd be interesting. Uh let's see. A lot of random actors in it too. Looks like it was on CBS. CBS. I'd be interesting to go visit that now. Claudia Wells from Back to the Future fame, of course. Yeah, that's <laughs> I mean that's uh that's interesting right there. That'd be cool to go um, check out for sure. But I guess to wrap this up, you know, what are, if you could name, if you can't, if you can't, it's no problem. But if you had to name two or three movies that you think were, had, whether anybody, the the makers of the movie admit it or not, you think Mm -hmm. had uh, a direct influence that you would recommend to somebody that likes fast times uh what would you recommend like that you think in some way shape or form was influenced by fast times just three movies i feel like had influence from fast times at ridgemont high like they don't have to be identical to what you're saying no not at all just uh, you're gonna recommend three movies to somebody like hey i really like fast times what it, what did it influence and what would you recommend yeah, well, I mean, Daisy Confused would be one of them. Like I said, I feel like they different, uh, you know, time frames, seventies and one eighties. But uh, I feel like they're very similar to me. Like the kind of the the formula of those movies is is kind of the same. You're there's really no real conflict, no like resolution. You're just kind of getting an in depth look at uh, you know young young people in a time frame and like kind of what they're doing and mm-hmm. and debaucherous stuff. So that'd be one. Two, which would be much more for our um, generation, I think, would be the American Pie because American Pie was ginormous. You remember how big it was? I mean, oh yeah, big time. Um, this obviously a bit more raunchy, but the same thing, you know. I mean, this one, you know, kids, high school. Uh, this one is heavily, obviously, influenced by like sex and sexuality and and that kind of stuff. But those movies were huge, and they they made just like National Lampoons. They made all these American pie movies, uh, some that I've definitely never seen just random ones. Um, so I would definitely say that, uh, a third one. I don't know. It's the third one would be left. Let me think on a third one, but I'll let you answer while I think on a third one, actually. One, the first one of the, one of the first ones that comes to mind. Can't hardly wait. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, not as far as like a setting because Can't Hardly Wait pretty much takes a, over the course of like maybe, I don't know, 18 hours or whatever. Right, but same, same, yeah. I think serious elements, um, comedy elements, some like funny sexual situations. Uh, I think, you know, people, I think people that, you know, would make movies like that said, Okay, fast times, but it's all on fucking the, you know, uh, the last night of school or the last party of school. Uh, Any high school thing that came out, I feel like after 1982 is influenced. Another one. Another one, I would say, and it kind of takes place over the course of, I think, like a school year. I can't really remember. Easy A. Same thing. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Serious, some serious stuff, some comedic stuff. Um, obviously a little more conflict resolution in there. Maybe not so much like a, just a, 
a combination of a bunch of stuff, but another one, again, I think, I think a lot of people said like fast times, but in this situation, fast times, but in this situation, fast times, but this kind of conflict, Uh, my, my last one, I would, I would reference is one I would love to do a commentary on because I know you and I highly, highly appreciate this film is a film that came out in January, 2002, 20 years later called orange County. Oh, wow. Yeah, that would be a great, uh, uh, Orange County, one of the unsung, uh, heroes of, uh, that time frame. Oh, of yeah. I love, I, we absolutely love that movie. That would be a fun commentary for sure. I agree with you. I, I think, I think those are kind of all, like you said, like all definitely influenced by fast times in some sort of way, some sort of way. Yeah. Like I, like I said, like, I don't think it was, I don't think they're like, let's do, let's literally copy fast times. No, no. You can't say that fast times didn't influence those movies, even if it was not even by the director or the writer influenced it in some way, when you're in a high school movie, I can't imagine at least one actor in there not thinking about fast times at Ridgemont high or some aspect of that movie while playing in a high school film. No, hundred percent, hundred percent. I mean, I completely agree. Like those in some facet, some way, shape or form, like uh, fast times has an influence, you know, whether it be in some of the dialogue, what's happening, setting, anything like that. So, and if there's, if there's stoner bros in any movie, it's influenced by Spicoli and his. Yeah. Even though you already said that, I'm a, and I know I love the movies as well, I'm a, I would probably have to go to with Can't Hardly Wait too as another one because, the, and you you know high school we all went to high school like uh, Can't Hardly Wait especially too like they really kind of hone in on like the diversity of a high school even a small school yeah. we went to it's very diverse, uh, and I think they kind of touched on that in Fast Times but uh, Can't Hardly Wait does a good job of that too of kind of showing you the different groups and. Uh, and who rolls with who and who talks to who. Um, but if I had to, I mean, I already named it, but if I had to name it, like I said, in my opinion, just because I feel like the formula is the same as like days confused. It's just like, yeah, very if you really think about it. You have all the, you have these groups of people and you kind of look in on their lives, just like you do in fast times. Yeah. And it's just the same type of thing. You know what I mean? Like they're kind of just living, they're living out this night. Uh, and then fast times are living out that year. So. Yeah, big time. Well, this just about wraps it up. We've uh, we've discussed the cast and crew. We have broke down the film in a full commentary of the entire film, and uh, and yeah, we've now talked about its legacy. If you could favor, I mean, what is like the favorite scene? Like there's so many, but like, what's one, what's the first one when somebody like after you watch the film now and I talk, we talk about fast times, what's the first scene that pops up in your head? Oh, uh, so tough. I mean, I don't know. I'm trying to think like what the, what the first scene is. So I like a lot of the stuff I love is just the back and forth with Mr. Hand and Spicoli. Like, so like the bedroom scene like kills me when he's teaching them. And then any of the stuff that happens in the classroom, those are probably the ones I think of the most. And then you want to be completely honest with you. Some of the other stuff I think of is, uh, is, uh, just some of the montage, like the, um, the homecoming, like montage stuff with the football after like they destroys Jefferson's car, stuff like yeah. that. You know what I mean? It, there's just so many scenes, uh, 
the moving and serious scene, of course. But oh, uh, yeah. come on now. But yeah, there's there's so many good ones. How about how about you? It's it, like the Spicoli. Anything with Spicoli, obviously. The Damone shit. I think Damone is fucking like the fucking line where he's just like, "You bought forty dollars worth of fucking film. You don't even own a camera." Like that. <laughs> that pops me. The fucking no, I don't have any blue eyes to call. Where were you? <laughs> yeah, he does have. He does have some great uh, lines. And uh, <laughs> when fucking Whitaker is like, is, tells him fucking Damone, he's like, he's, he's like, it's really looking nice. And then he's just like, don't fuck it up. To his car. Yeah, and, then he goes, and then he walks away. He goes, that's my man. <laughs> you know what else is also great? Just like the end, uh, the little end montage where they're showing all the characters oh, yeah. and like what they, what they are, they weren't up to after i thought that that's about that oingo boingo yes yes oingo i mean the soundtrack i know we talked about a bunch but jesus it's one of the best i think like so many bangers zeppelin the cars oingo boingo tom petty i mean what else you need the go-go's the fucking go-go's but yeah, this is this has been funny. Yeah, the movie's classic. Obviously, I'm sure whoever's listening to this on the third episode has probably seen the movie. At least I would hope so. However, if you have not, you need to watch it. Uh, One of the classics, of oh, course. I, I think whenever anybody asks me what I'm doing now, having some food, learn about Cuba. <laughs> <laughs> He's so like innocent when he says that shit too. That's what kills me about that. He's just like he. he what the beauty of Spicoli is, is like he's doing something absurd, but he has no idea it's absurd. <laughs> like, but in his eyes, it's perfect. Yeah. It's perfectly fine. But it's just like learning about Cuba, eating some food, like just so innocent. And it's what are the double like, cheese and sausage? <laughs> I wish I could go back in time and just try to order, like, call up NYP slash big cheese and just like try to get a piece of delivered to the school. <laughs> like, yeah, thinking about it now, I don't know why my friend group or your friend group didn't, didn't didn't cross our minds for that yeah i don't know if i've ever heard of anybody doing it in i don't know i feel like they would have been stopped at the door and i don't know it. things back then things were pretty lenient i feel like i know but now i just never making it i'm t- no definitely not but i could just picture like coppola or someone being like nope you're leaving that up here like i said i wish i could go back in time because like i said our school at that point you know things were a lot different than they are now uh Uh, someone ordered a pizza (laughs) every door was unlocked in our school i feel like i used to come into school late or skip a class and come back and just kind of try to walk into almost any door oh now it's different but yeah so i wish i i wish i would have thought of it back then but yeah i used to come in by the quad all the time yeah the that's what I mean. Down by the end of the tunnel, there. I feel like. Any, yeah, yeah, yeah. All those yeah. doors. Not the all quad. Those doors. I guess not the quad, but like, yeah, you fucking. I've def. <laughs> I've definitely walked in that side door to into the quad, and then w- got into the class I was supposed to be in through the window. That was like, <laughs> not during the winter. That, but... That's exactly what I'm talking about. Times times are different. Yeah. But check us out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts, wherever the fuck we are. Uh, check us out on Twitter at Heart Guide Media, uh, Instagram at Heart Guide Media, and yeah, we're gonna do some fucking summer camp slashers here. Gonna bust out some big guns. We're gonna do the fucking burning. We're gonna do sleepaway camp. Can't wait. Those would be fucking good ones. We're gonna get right back into the horror element. 
where we are most uh, comfortable in. We're always we're going to have to try to get a little BT zombie maybe on for one of those. Oh, well, yeah, he's got to be. I mean, he relates to Angela in fucking <laughs> several ways. So <laughs> we'll have to call his secretary, though. <laughs> yeah. Well, that does it. Fucking Fast Times Legacy Week. It's been a blast, and we'll fucking we'll catch you. We'll catch you soon. Another week or so. Right on.